Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 177. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer news, products and opinions. Thanks for listening and thank you for downloading and welcome to all you first-time listeners. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Audi reveals its latest in-car innovations. Apple to offer free coding lessons for your kids. And Microsoft reveals the top Bing searches of 2015. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at D-Link's Taipan modem router. We clean up with LG's Cord Zero handstick vacuum. And Microsoft releases the new Lumia 950 smartphones running Windows 10. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Lots to get through, so let's jump straight in. Well, car companies are coming up with their latest models, which are heavily featuring innovations, technology, things that not only make thing, uh, make it more convenient for the driver, but also makes it safer for the driver. And the latest company to do that is none other than Audi, the German manufacturer, last week showcased their new innovations that's going to be part of the 2016 A4 sedan. Now, as I said, all this technology is becoming a deciding factor for a lot of customers. They they see this as one of the tent poles that they look for, one being obviously the brand, one being the model, uh, engine capacity, the, all these other features that go into deciding whether this is the car for them. Technology is playing a major part in that decision as well. Now, technology is not just your 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 in-car entertainment system and your Bluetooth connection to your smartphone. We're also t- talking about innovations that also provide uh, a safer driving environment as well. Now, innov- innovations uh, with Audi include things like the new Matrix LED lighting, their infotainment system, the driver assistance systems, and, of course, their connectivity. Kicking off with the Matrix LED lighting. Now, what can you do to a headlight, you, you, might, you might ask yourself? Well, plenty when you, when you take a look at what, what Audi have done with the Matrix LED lightings. The LED headlights, these are intelligent headlights and can give you excellent illumination on the road, especially in country roads. You know when you sometimes like to leave your high beams on to see uh, even further up the highway. Well, these lights are actually intelligent enough to detect oncoming vehicles using radar and shield them from the high beam. So if there's a, a car in the distance the LED lighting in the Audi can intelligently block or shield that light 
from blinding the other driver. So it does actually send the different fingers of light around each vehicle. It can do this with up to eight different fingers of light. So it can shield up to eight other cars on the road. So no more having to dip down your headlights, your your high beams. Now the LED lighting takes control. But it's not just that. There are other there are other features in the uh, in the LED lighting. Uh, that come into play as well. There's a concept feature feature they're working on as well, which is road work mode. Now, how many times have you driven along an expressway or along a highway, and there are there, there's some road work being done, and there are no lane markings? Well, in the road work mode, the Audi can actually project light on the road to give you the lane marking. So the light is actually your lane marking, so it can tell you exactly where you're driving, exactly where you need to go to increase the safety as well. Also on board is laser light. Now, this increases in range the faster you travel. It can go up to 500 metres up the expressway, give you an absolute, uh, really clear illumination on the expressway. And as you speed up, it gets further. As you slow down, it comes back to the car. Now, on the connectivity side, the 2016 Audi A4 has CarPlay and Android Auto on board. So depending on what car, what, sorry, what smartphone you link to the car, it will detect whether it's an Android phone or an iPhone and give you then the relevant interface for you to play with. Now, if you don't want to connect your your phone to the car that way, Audi, of course, has its own system, including Bluetooth connection, so you can use the Audi's own telephone system, GPS system, and everything else on board. Also on board, there's even a SIM card slot. So once you you put a data SIM on board, you can actually turn the car into a wireless hotspot for your passengers. So they can connect up to eight devices through the SIM card in in the Audi that has turned it into that Wi-Fi hotspot. Also on board, part of this infotainment connectivity system in the car is the Audi tablet. Now, this is a tablet that rests uh, for the rear passengers. There is, a, there is a magnetic stand on the back of each headrest so that each passenger, uh, well, the two passengers in the back seat behind the two seats, can access, uh, the, it's an Android tablet. They can access uh, apps. They can look at the features within the car. They can even suggest uh, destinations. They can suggest entertainment options like radio stations and songs. And it's a, a tablet you can also take outside the car as well. Now, one question I ask myself, well, what's the difference between why can't you just bring your own tablet into the car? Well, a couple of reasons. There's a few reasons, actually. First reason is that uh, the uh, another tablet can't link into the car's actual system. So if I make a suggestion on the navigation from the back seat, this appears in the driver's display in the front seat. And they can accept it or ignore it. Same thing goes for radio station suggestions, music suggestions. The driver can accept them as well. In my story on uh, on Tech Guide, you'll see an image of uh, Westfield Bondi Junction as a navigation suggestion. And you'll see in the driver's display, it says, would you like to use the destination from the Audi tablet? Yes or no? So it's a way for the rear passengers to help the driver or suggest different destinations. But... The other things that make it different, apart from its connectivity like that within the car, is the actual construction of the tablet itself. For first of all, it has this anti-glare screen. Normal tablets will be very shiny and very difficult to view uh, inside the car. 
Another reason, and this is probably one of the most important reasons, is for safety reasons, a normal tablet in the event of an accident, a passenger is likely to put their head through that tablet and it will shatter into a million pieces. The Audi tablet, on the other hand, is made through made of this very thick plastic. I think it's I don't even think it's glass. Well, anyway, bottom line is it won't shatter. They had a crash test dummy put its head into this ta- tablet and uh, it didn't break. Uh, unlike the other regular tablet, which just shattered in thousands of pieces and could potentially uh, turn that whole thing into a projectile. Moving along to the driver assistance systems. Now, here's the part where the technology comes into play to make driving the car safer and easier. Now, the Audi has 12 parking sensors, so 12 sensors around the car, as well as four cameras, so that you plenty of information about your surroundings. Now, uh, there are several systems on board. One of them is, is exit warning, for example, where it tells you when it's safe to open the driver door. So when you've pulled up, uh, it does scan using the, using the sensors and the radar. It does scan behind you, beside the door, behind the rear of the car, and tells you if you attempt to open the door at that particular moment, a big red light will flash on the door to say it's not safe to do so. Uh, rear cross traffic is another is another uh, safety system that uses those rear those rear radar those rear sensors to actually look around corners. Have you ever backed out of an obscured spot? So there's a really big van parked next to you, and when you're backing out, you, there's, it's just you've got a blind view. There's no, it's blind to the to the rear. You can't can't see any oncoming traffic. Well, the Audi sensors can actually look around the corner and detect if there is any oncoming traffic and give you a warning uh, if it does uh, detect any any nearby cars. So you can so- stop safely. And, in, of course, if there's nothing there, you can continue on your way. Uh, the other thing is the adaptive cruise control. Now, this is probably as close to the autonomous driving solution as uh, as we've seen there there's the, the the whole thing about the self-driving cars autonomous cars is a huge a huge thing in the in the automotive industry at the moment look we're still years away from it but we are getting closer and closer and the technology behind it is becoming more and more accurate in adaptive cruise control what happens here is that this reduces the strain on the driver in traffic situations. So what the car does on its own, it can accelerate and brake automatically at speeds of up to 65 kilometers an hour. So it follows the flow of the traffic. So rather than you having to be concentrating the whole time, you still kind of have to do that. But here the car kind of lends a hand accelerating, braking in those traffic situations. So you are still technically in control, but the car can get you through those traffic situations even easier. The other last one is uh, the turn the turn sensor, so the turn assistance, which monitors oncoming traffic. In case you try to make a right-hand turn into oncoming traffic, sometimes there have been cases where drivers misjudge the speed of oncoming traffic and, and an accident happens. Well, what turn assistance does, it does monitor that using that using the radar, the front sensors, and will uh, or put on engage full braking if you are trying to turn into oncoming traffic if it's in a, uh, an unsafe situation. 
So all of that combined uh, with the Audi A6, the 2016 model, it's a pretty a pretty comprehensive innovation package they've got there. And of course, not all of them are standard, uh, but eventually they'll they'll filter down to all the models of the car and make driving not only more enjoyable but a lot safer as well. If you want to check out all of those innovations from the Audi car, you can do that at TechGuide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Well, this week in Apple stores, uh, from Thursday, actually, the 10th of December, I'm recording this on a Monday night, so you've still got a few days to get down there. Apple stores are holding free coding sessions in what is called the Hour of Code. This is part of the Computer Science Education Week, and what Apple is doing is allowing all of its Australian stores, all 22 stores, as a matter of fact, to take part. Apple stores will have sessions on Thursday, December 10 at 4.30, 6pm and 7.30. And I suggest if you are hearing this on a Monday, even a Tuesday, whenever you're hearing this before Thursday the 10th, get on to the link that I'll put into Tech Guide so you can register. Kids can register for those sessions. Now, coding is going to become actually part of the of the curriculum. Uh, they're going to teach coding in school. So this is the language required, so the, the intelligence required to create apps and applications and other programs so that it doesn't just become something that is limited to just developers. The idea of this hour of code is to introduce students from around the world to computer science and in this particular instance to coding now it is it isn't as difficult as some people think at its basic level it is pretty easy to understand and like everything else the more the the deeper you want to go into it the more complicated it can become but it's like everything there has to be a starting point for people to discover the power that you have if you know coding uh, now, apart from Apple holding these sessions in the Apple stores, I've also listed on Tech Guide a number of apps that can let, that can teach you the basics of coding as well. Uh, these include Swiftly. It's a free app that le- le- lets you learn how to code using fun exercises. There's also Code School. There's also Hopscotch, Tanker. These are, are apps that I've listed in Tech Guide with links to if you want to download them for your iOS device. So you can actually learn the different codes from whether it's JavaScript, HTML, CSS, Ruby, Rails, Swift, which is Apple's own own coding language, which has just become open source as well. So if you want to get into the world of coding, get your child involved. You never know. This could be the gateway to a, a future that you may never have imagined for your child, your son or your daughter, or maybe even yourself if you're listening to this and you may want to delve into the world of coding this could be your opportunity, not through the workshops for your kids, but also by downloading those apps for yourself as well. Coding could be your new future. And if you want to read more about it, you can do that. Techguide.com.au. Now, you know, we're getting to near the end of the year when we start seeing the best of uh, stories appearing. I've written a couple of them on Tech Guide already, I have to admit. One is the the most streamed music artists of 2015, and I'll go through them really quickly before we get on to the top searches of the year. The most streamed music artists of the year, well, the winner of that was Drake. Uh, 
he was the most streamed artist in the world, and Sia was the most uh, the most streamed Australian artist globally. The top five artists in Australia on Spotify were Ed Sheeran, The Weeknd, Drake. This is just in Australia. Drake was the worldwide most streamed. Kanye West and Calvin Harris. Uh, the top five female artists in a, that were streamed in Australia was Rihanna, Ariana Grande, Beyonce, Sia, and Nicki Minaj. You can uh, look at all of those lists on techguide.com.au. But what we're talking about now are the big, the top Bing searches. Now, Bing is Microsoft's search engine, and Microsoft just revealed the top searches for 2015. Now, these reveal what we were interested in what we were in what we were looking for the new biggest news stories of the year these are the the people and events that we wanted to know even more about uh, and and the search the searches for 2015 through bing is a great way of uncovering that as well the top australian search trends in 2015 topping the list was the rugby world cup would you believe uh, we're a sporting nation the rugby world cup was top of the list we wanted to probably see the schedules and match reports and things like that number two was the arrival of netflix that caused a sensation when it was released here in march and that uh, obviously grabbed our attention we were seeking more information pricing content that sort of thing number three the cricket world cup final again sport uh, at the near the top of the list there uh, another search trend was princess charlotte when she was born that's number four taylor swift figured pretty highly there as well Jared Hayne joining the NFL was the sixth most searched item in Australia, the, the search trends. State of Origin was number seven. Again, sport, that's three out of seven was sporting events. Actually, four out of seven when you put, put Jared Hayne in the mix there. Paris terror attacks, as recently as they were, they still generated enough searches to, uh, to end up as the eighth most searched trend in 2015. Number nine was Justin Bieber. That might have had something to do with him being photographed naked somewhere. And Kim Kardashian was number 10. Now, the sports stars, of course, Jared Hayne topped that list, Julian Wilson, Mick Fanning, Jonathan Thurston from the North Queensland Cowboys, Adam Goods, former Swans player, Nick Kyrgios, the tennis player, Leighton Hewitt, also tennis, Tim Cahill, uh, soccer star, Buddy Franklin, the uh, Swans star, and Usain Bolt, the 100 and 200 metre Olympic champions. Now, another thing we search for are celebrities. Celebrities that topped the list were in this order. Taylor Swift, she just recently completed an Australian tour. Jared Hayne, former NRL superstar to NFL rookie. Kim Kardashian, the woman who's famous for being famous. Katy Perry, uh, musician. Justin Bieber. Miley Cyrus, controversial Miley Cyrus, uh, really has shed that the uh, the old Disney, the Disney wholesome character and has become this quite edgy, risque musician. Kylie Jenner, which is part of the Kardashian family. Bindi Irwin, who made, who won Dancing with the Stars in the US. Guy Sebastian, a uh, locally, local Aussie superstar musician. Nick Kyrgios on the tennis court, probably causing 
a little bit more controversy, headlines for his behaviour rather than his results. Now, the the news and current affairs searches were Netflix topped the list. Number two was Star Wars. We're only a week and a half away from The Force Awakens. Paris terror attacks again. Malcolm Turnbull came in at number four when he uh, he the leadership spill back in September and he became our new Prime Minister. Bronwyn Bishop was in the news for all the wrong reasons for her controversies uh, with her helicopter and the price it cost our taxpayers. Mick Fanning fighting off a great white shark was number six. The Nepal earthquake was the seventh most searched news and current affairs item. Super Bowl 2015. Rosie Batty came in at number nine. She was named the Australian of the Year. And same-sex marriage was also something on our minds as well. Uh, And lastly, the people that we lost, the people who died this year, Andrew Chan, which was one of the, he was one of the Bali Nine, Phil Walsh, Meyer and Sukumara, and another Bali Nine member uh, who, was, who was executed a few months ago, Richie Benno, the uh, great cricketing commentator and player, Malcolm Fraser, Prime Minister who passed away earlier this year, Mike Gibson, our, uh, our sports reporter and columnist, and actually uh, I did ha- happen to have the good fortune of working with Mike Gibson when I was working as the sports editor at the telly many years ago, Sam DeBrito, another old colleague of mine, sadly passed away uh, at the age of 46, Leonard Nimoy, uh, Mr. Spock, uh, also lost. Christopher Lee, who was famous in the uh, Hammer Horror series, as well as the uh, Star Wars prequels as well. And Bart Cummings, the Cups King racing trainer, another person we lost. And he rounded out the top 10 searches for the people we lost. There were, they were the Microsoft Bing searches. There are plenty more lists to go through, and you're welcome to do that at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide, this is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've just released the Nighthawk X4S AC2600 Wi-Fi VDSL ADSL modem router. And it is perfect for connected Aussie homes. Netgear's latest addition to the Nighthawk family is a high-performance bit of kit. It's specifically built for streaming, gaming, and connected homes with lots of devices. The Nighthawk X4S or D7. Will deliver AC Wi Fi speeds of up to 26 megabits per second and supports both ADSL and VDSL connections. That is what's being used. The VDSL connections are being used in the NBN rollout, so you know it's future proof. It's the first motor router on the market to support the latest Wave 2 Wi Fi technology with quad stream on both bands and multi user MIMO capability. That's multiple in, multiple out. This means maximizing connection speeds for faster stream streaming, faster gaming, and less buffering. So if your household has, loves streaming Netflix, loves online gaming, and has multiple devices, check out the new Nighthawk X4S Wi-Fi modem router from Netgear. Search D7800 at netgear.com.au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. Our first review for this week is from D-Link, which is the Taipan modem router. 
Now, this is the AC3200 Ultra modem router, uh, and it has tri-band Wi-Fi. It also has Smart Connect technology, and this is an ADSL, VDSL modem, so VDSL. So it works with all the DSL services, including our fiber-to-the-node connections for the NBN, which is being rolled out as we speak. Uh, so this is not only your router to give you a fast Wi-Fi network, but also the modem as well. But it's only a modem if you have a DSL service. So if you've got a cable service like we have here, then you can only use this either as a router or, better still, save your money, buy the router-only version of this as well. D-Link do have that. But if you're looking for an all-round solution, you've got a DC, DSL connection, you want to update your modem and, and give yourself a very fast router, then the D-Link Taipan is the device for you. Now... This has got AC3200, which means it's got combined speeds of up to 3,200 megabits per second. So it's got 600 megabits per second on the 2.4 gigahertz band and 1,300 megabits per second on each of the two 5 gigahertz band. That adds up to 3,200 megabits per second. Now, the result is you've got three fast lanes of data. Now, I mentioned earlier the Smart Connect feature. What this does is that it allows the Taipan to intelligently determine which of the bands your device needs to go on. So, for example, if there's several people in the house doing various things, one of them happens to be streaming a HD video. Another person may be playing an online game. The other person may be just browsing the web on their tablet. Well, it'll look at these activities and rank them in order of the speed required to maintain best performance. Now, if you're streaming HD video, of course you're going to need the best possible connection. So that'll be on the 5 gigahertz line. If you're online gaming, speed is important. So that will also be put on the 5 gigahertz band as well. But if you're just browsing the web on your tablet, that's not really a an activity that, deter, that requires a ultra-fast band, and it will be then put down to the 2.4 gigahertz band, which is a lot much slower. Uh, it just is not as intense as the 5 gigahertz band. So it can intelligently look at what you're doing and give everyone a fair go, put them on the right band that suits that particular activity. Now, when you do connect the Taipan, what I liked about it was the fact that it only gives you one name on your network. You know, there's some other routers that give you uh, one name and then there's an underscore 2.4 and an underscore 5. It's confusing. And you've got to pick manually which band you should go on. Well, the Taipan doesn't do that. There's one name. You connect to that network, and it will do the rest of the work for you, determining which of the uh, bands that your device needs to go on. Now, under the hood, the Taipan uh, has a 1 gigahertz dual-core processor. And there are also four Ethernet ports, so you can actually physically connect your your items, whether it's uh, uh, your computer, whether it's your gaming console, uh, as well as having a Wi-Fi connection. There are six antennas. It's a very, very aggressive design to this device. So you can also uh, have four devices hardwired. There are two USB ports, one for a printer. So if you do connect that to the printer, then the whole network can access that printer. There's also a USB 3 port where you might connect a, a hard drive or a USB drive to share the contents of that drive with the network. So, uh, again, uh, that connectivity comes to play there and you can share either the printer or your hard drive and its contents. 
really impressive, really easy to set up as well as a step-by-step process. You'll be up and running in minutes. The uh, Taipan AC3200, it ain't cheap. It's 579.95, but you got to remember, you're going to get a high-end modem and a high-end router all in the one package. And rather than having two separate devices, this pours them all into one. The D-Link Taipan AC3200 Ultra Modem Router, you can read our full review at techguide.com.au. Now, next product that we've reviewed is actually a vacuum cleaner. Now, we have reviewed vacuums in the past. We did a Dyson a few months back. Well, this time out, we've checked out the LG Cord Zero Handstick Handstick Vacuum Cleaner. Now, this is also a cordless vacuum cleaner, hence the name Cord Zero. Hello. So no cable to drag around, no, no way to get tangled in that cable. Now, this is a handstick, so it's pretty light, uh, really easy to move around. It only weighs 2.8 kilos. And this is actually a two-in-one device. Uh, At first glance, you see it as a slender hand-stick vacuum cleaner, so an upright vacuum cleaner with a nice long handle, so no need to bend down and hurt your back. But when you uh, you can also detach the motor and dust container uh, from the middle of the product, and then it turns into a hand vacuum cleaner, handheld mini vacuum. So then you can get into the tight corners along the along your skirting boards, even into your car if you want to use this there as well. Uh, the actual the actual cleaner head has an anti tangle brush. There is actually four LED headlights as well, so it can actually see where you're going. So especially if maybe if you're in a dark corner, you can see if there's any dust that needs to be cleaned up. It does swivel 180 degrees and allows you to go under furniture. Again, the headlights can show you what's under there so you don't miss any of the dust there as well. Now, it's got an 18-volt motor, which uh, provides some pretty impressive suction. Uh, It is powered by a lithium-ion battery. Now, in the the actual device itself, that lithium-ion battery can run for either 20 minutes in power mode or 30 minutes in regular mode. And once that runs out, there is a second battery on the charging base. So you can easily swap them out and extend then double your cleaning time, whether it's 40 minutes in power mode or 60 minutes in regular mode. Uh, That's plenty of time to get around your house and vacuum. Once you've exhausted both batteries, it'll take about four and a half hours to charge them both back up to 100% again. Now, it is really easy to use. It's very easy to push around. The the sort of the center of gravity is quite low, and so it does glide around pretty well on carpet and on hard surfaces, whether it's a tile, whether it's floorboards. Uh, so it, it can clean equally uh, equally well on carpet and on hard surfaces. Now, there's a battery indicator as well, so you can see at a glance how much power you have left. And when you do detach the handheld unit, uh, a brush can also fold down so you can do your spot cleaning even easier. Now, one thing we didn't like about the LG Accord Zero handstick vacuum was the dust container. It was really small. And if you're vacuuming for an hour, for an hour and look, I've got two Dalmatians that uh, sit in the house in the evenings on our carpet watching television. They sleep outside, but during the day we let them in and they do, prov- they do 
shed a lot of fur, uh, little short white hairs, black hairs, uh, and they do need to be vacuumed up regularly. So uh, if I'm if I'm vacuuming, uh, just just one rug is going to probably fill fill this uh, container up pretty smartly. Uh, in an hour, I had to empty uh, empty it. You know, on one occasion, I had to empty it twice, and on another occasion when there was a lot of dust around, I had to empty the dust container three times. So it could have made it a bit bigger, but uh, and and less hassle having to empty this container out so often, but uh, not a deal breaker. It is still a pretty decent product that uh, does a great job. The LG Cord Zero Handstick Vacuum, when I say this product really sucks, I'm giving it the ultimate compliment. You can read my full review. It's priced at $449. You can read my full review for the LG Cord Zero Handstick Vacuum at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. And Microsoft have just released the Lumia 950 and Lumia 950 XL smartphones. Now, what is special about these phones? They were announced months ago. These were the phones, the first smartphones that were will have pre-installed, pre-loaded Windows 10. Now, when Windows 10 was released, one of the draw cards for this system was the fact that it can be installed on a computer, on a laptop, on a tablet, now on a smartphone, so you are getting an identical experience across the board. So much so, you can even attach one of these phones to a larger display, and it will scale up all the apps and will turn that display into a Windows 10 computer. So pretty powerful stuff. Speaking of power, it is powered by a Qualcomm Snapdragon processor. It's uh, got a the the 950 has a 5.2 inch quad HD screen, so it's got a resolution 2560 by 1440, a pixel density of 564 PPI. That's pixels per inch. The 950 XL, which is the larger of the two, has a 5.7 inch quad HD screen, same resolution 2560 by 1440, with 518 PPI. Each of them has 32 gigabytes of memory on board, 3 gig of RAM, and they have a micro SD card slot so that you can expand the memory even further. The users can also receive up to 30 gigabytes of free OneDrive cloud storage. So these two new devices are available today, from today, either from the MicrosoftStore.com, the new Microsoft Sydney flagship store, which we spoke about a few weeks ago as well, or from JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, or Optus stores. Now, how much are they? The Lumia 950 is priced at $999. The Lumia 950 XL is $1,129. They're both available in black or white. But uh, we haven't reviewed them completely. We're just giving you the announcement that they are available. But stay tuned to Tech Guide uh, if you want to see our full review. You can see pictures of them today at techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. Now, today we live in a world where cyber criminals are working overtime to try to find new ways to steal your personal information. 
The team at Norton is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how they connect, whether it's through a computer, whether it's through your smartphone or a tablet. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet or banking on your laptop, Norton's latest internet security solution, Norton Security Premium, is working behind the scenes to keep your information, your identity and your devices protected. It also comes with secure PC cloud backup so you can back up and save your personal files, photos and videos and other memories that live on your devices. For more information about Norton Security Premium and how to protect your online life, check out au.norton.com. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Now, I thought with the Tech Guide Help Desk, we would talk about how to stay safe online while shopping for Christmas. Now, you've got to think about it. There are so many people who are going online to shop for their Christmas gifts. Uh, there's still plenty of time to do that and, and have your, your product shipped well before Christmas. Uh, year on year, we're, we're spending up to 18.4% more than we did this time last year. That's the figures for Europe. In the USA, that figure's increased by 13.8%. And they're saying that the world, the volume of worldwide online shopping is going to double in the next three years. So with that in mind, with everyone hitting the online stores, cyber criminals are also viewing this as an opportunity. And they are banking on you not being careful, not being vigilant, not checking what you're doing to try get your financial information. Now, NordVPN, a VPN service, has come up with some ways to help keep you safe online. They've suggested things to do, little hints and tips for you to be safe safe, stay safe online while you're shopping. The first is take a look at the store's web address. It needs to say HTTPS. That S on the end indicates a secure protocol so that you can be guaranteed that your site is safe and secure so that any data you share, like your credit card information, is encrypted and safe and kept away from the prying eyes of cyber criminals. Next up, Public Wi-Fi, a lot of people use public Wi-Fi, uh, whether in an airport, in a cafe, in an airline lounge. Now, this could expose you to hackers and cyber criminals. So if there are public, there are some public Wi-Fi networks that don't even have any security or very little security. So if you are doing things like online, making online payments, online shopping, avoid doing them on public Wi-Fi networks. Next up. Fraudulent websites. Well, you'd be surprised how many fraudulent websites are out there. There are websites deliberately set up to trick you into thinking it is the correct website. So best thing to do is check to see if the website address is spelt that way. Are there two Ys in eBay? Are there two A's in another part, another site? Check these things out. I have heard of an incident where the Westpac site was spoofed as well, and rather than having a W, it had two capital Vs to fool you into thinking that it it was the right spelling. Check out the URL. Check how you got there too. If you were linked there from somewhere else, they could be luring you into a fraudulent website just designed to capture your information and take advantage of it. Be wary. Uh, when you're shopping at some sites, be wary of sites that ask for more information that you usually require. If they're asking for things like your social security numbers, other personal information, then that could mean that site has fraud on their mind. So be very, very careful there. And lastly, 
how we always say this. Actually, no, there are two things to come. The, 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 I'll say the, the second last one is using a VPN. Now, that's a virtual private network like the one supplied uh, through NordVPN, and you can link through that from our story on Tech Guide. They offer you fast connection speeds. Can have they got strong encryption as well, so they can encrypt all your information and give you good global coverage. So if you want to hide your footsteps, your tracks, uh, so that no one can see your information that you're sharing, a VPN is the way to do it. VPN can also let you log into foreign websites. Uh, whether you are, you know, there are some sites that have geo blocks, so you can't access certain content. A VPN can help you get around that as well. Now, lastly, and probably most important of all, strong passwords. You need to have a strong password so that uh, your accounts are secure, your information is secure. If you don't put any effort into your password, it's going to be no time at all before a hacker can guess it, and guess what? You're compromised. So we suggest have passwords of at least eight characters, include uppercase letters, lowercase letters, numbers, symbols, and punctuation. Make it harder for these bastards. Don't make it easy for them with simple passwords. A password is your, your padlock to your account. Make it a strong one. If you want to read more, about those tips and tricks, you can do that at techguide.com.au. And that is our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about, as usual, at techguide.com.au. And get in touch with us if you want to send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. A special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that helps keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Thanks for listening. been great having you with us once again, and we are looking forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.